What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. This week, we're looking at research that shows that more African-Americans than whites are affected by Alzheimer's disease. Health experts point to a 2020 study that found that black people with Alzheimer's have unique DNA regions and more study is needed. Earlier, I spoke to director Stephanie Monroe at African-Americans Against Alzheimer's about a report finding that people of color face discrimination when trying to get treatment for friends and family with the illness. That conversation after this short break. It's long been known, I believe, that African-Americans, um, Latinos and others have had difficulty um, accessing the healthcare system, being able to get the correct diagnosis, um, being able to be referred for uh, treatment and the opportunity to participate in, in research um, to find a cure, um, mistrust, which we've all talked about, lack of communication, um, really being able to talk to communities of color um, in ways that they can understand and access the information that's trying to be communicated. Um, I've often told doctors in this space as I've traveled the country um, doing presentations that, you know, when you're presenting information to communities of color and other represented uh, communities, this is not an opportunity for you to display your credentials. This is an opportunity for you to really communicate, which means listening um, as much as you are speaking and to really take the time with these communities who have a lot of fear. This is the disease that is um, overcome with fear and um, a lot of uh, myths and misunderstanding. Um, many people in our community still think that forgetfulness and significant memory loss is still a normal part of aging. We don't view it as a medical issue. Um, and it's met when uh, with skepticism, Frankly, when you ask for um, a diagnosis, some doctors will ask you, why do you want to know? And that was the first response when my dad went in for his diagnosis for the doctor that we very quickly fired was, why would you want to know? If I come in with, with a lump on my breast, are you going to ask me why I would want to know what that is? It's an empowering thing to know whether or not you have a cure. There are very effective treatments that can help with symptoms for a long time in this disease. And it empowers the family and individuals to know what lies ahead, to be able to make the plans. You just said that some black people are thinking losing their memory is just a normal part of aging, right? But when they go to a doctor who says something like, why would you want to know? Is that about discrimination? Is it just not believing what the, what the people of color sitting in their office are saying? Or, or why do you think that would possibly be? I want to be positive and I want to think that it is due to the fact that we don't have very effective treatments in terms of modifying the course of the disease. That's what I want to believe. Um, but 
having sat through um, my father's exams and witnessed how he is treated, how he is um, often ignored as part of the conversation when he's in the room, which is extremely disrespectful, respectful to a, an older man, um, is very challenging. And, you know, I want to give him an opportunity to ask and answer as many questions as he can. He's still here and he has something to contribute and we need to address them as, as people. So uh, my hope is that it will change um, as we have uh, better treatments and hopefully one day a cure. Um, but we know that 40% of people um, who have um, Alzheimer's aren't diagnosed and many are not told when there is a diagnosis. So there are big issues in this space um, that we need to work on aggressively and Numbers that were reported out by the association will be important to help us to do that, to get the attention of policymakers to say, pay attention to this issue. I wonder what you think families should do to help navigate this when when you go in to see a doctor. What should what should the families say in hopes of getting a better response? The families have to be willing to channel, I mean, to challenge um authority when necessary. You have to be an advocate for a person who may have already lost their voice. Unfortunately, because African-Americans believe that uh, memory loss is a normal part of aging, we often are very late in going to the doctor. And so by the time we show up, there may not be as many opportunities to address these issues. And the family has to step up and say, I want to know what this is. Um, I need you to talk to me. I need you to talk to him. We need a care plan. You know, you have to demand for what you need. And unfortunately, in this space, I've found that no matter what your degree of education or wealth, you have to be willing and know that you're empowered to ask for what you need. And settling for an answer that doesn't sit right with you is not um, a good thing to do, and it's not going to be very helpful. So we need to call it out. I also read in this report that there are Hispanic families and Native American families and Asian Americans who talked about the difficulty of even finding someone who speaks their language or finding oh, facilities yes. where you can get the food that your grandparent or your parent is used to. Have you been hearing a lot about that also? Yeah, there are a lot of um, problems, both in terms of even the awareness literature that's being distributed in communities where it's not being translated not just translated, but culturally appropriate, because certain words do not translate well into different languages. And so we really need to understand not just what we're saying it, but how we're saying it. We need to think about um, what and how we're saying it, but also who will be the messenger? Who is that trusted um, individual or sources in the community that people go to for their health issues? Um, we want to make sure that people don't have to leave their primary care physician if they're comfortable there, that they're treated with respect. One of the other challenges we hear um, about uh, Latino families in particular is that, you know, their family is very engaged around a loved one. And so if grandma is going to the doctor, you might need three or four other people to come into the doctor's office with her. And many physicians use HIPAA as a way to say, you can't bring your other family members with you. You can only bring one person, and that's not their culture. So it's not a great inconvenience to set up a room so that you can meet with the family members um, so that they feel that they're included in um, the treatment plan, the diagnosis, and um, are part of 
are part of the solution. So we really need to just be more people centered. Um, we talk about personalized healthcare. We need to be personalized in the way that we approach people and that we respect how they want to receive their information and who needs to be part of those decisions that are being made. And you're hoping that this report is some sort of a wake up call to to the government or providers that here are some of the things you need to do to help people. We've been working for um, a long time at Us Against Alzheimer's to be able to leverage the policy levers that we have. That was Stephanie Monroe, whose network is part of usagainstalzheimers.org. Since that chat, experts continue to push for addressing risk factors, including high blood pressure. That 2020 study found discrimination can lead to higher blood pressure. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.